When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the Monday episode of Inside of the 20 with myself and Keith Niebuhr. We're going to do our best to get as much recruiting intel to you inside the 20-minute mark. And to help me do that, as always, it's Mr. Keith Niebuhr. Keith, how you doing, big dog? Uh, you know, obviously a long weekend. You know, you think it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be this big, momentous weekend for Auburn. Um, and, unfortunately, the uh, the opposite happened on the field. So, we'll, we'll see how, how it affects recruiting. Um, you know, obviously a lot of the recruits said the right things, Jeffrey, but a lot of them also said no comment. So, sure. there's uh, – uh, next few weeks we're going to – be able to add a lot of that. We'll, we'll try to unpack as much as we can over the next 19 and a half minutes. But before we get started, we want to throw a big hat back to Caleb Schofield. Uh, Mike Patton Auto in LaGrange, Georgia. Caleb's got a big selection of, of new and used vehicles, new Ford, Lincoln, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Honda. Huge, huge inventory of used cars. Uh, best thing about their used cars, they come with a free three-month, 3,000-mile warranty. The new ones – Lifetime powertrain warranty, <clears throat> unlimited time, unlimited mileage. Give Caleb a call there in LaGrange at Mike Patton Auto, 334-531-0996. We don't just uh, pump up advertisers on the site. We actually use them. Keith just bought a, yeah. <clears throat> a new Ford Bronco or a slightly, slightly used Ford Bronco from Caleb in there in LaGrange. Had it delivered in Florida. Worked out well for it, man. So give Caleb uh, a call there in LaGrange, Mike, Pot- Mike Patton Auto on LaGrange Parkway, 334-531-0996. Keith, I'm going to change my tone to kind of fifth the weekend. Yeah, I think you have to. So, yeah, uh, it was a big weekend recruiting-wise. Mm. And uh, it's a big old tank, big old tank job, not Tank Bixby. It's a big tank by Auburn all the way around. Uh, there's no denying that. There was a huge group of visitors. We built it up all week. It was Iron Bowl-esque is what I called it. It was one of the more impressive groups of visitors that I've seen in a long time. And those guys not only made the list, but they actually made the trip. We had late additions like Kay and Lee, the four-star defensive back from Georgia, who's committed to Ohio State. He came in. Of course, James Smith, Quay Russell, those guys were in. Kelton Smith came up, the four-star offensive lineman committed to Georgia. Uh, Bo Hughley, the four-star offensive lineman, committed to Georgia. You had all these elite recruits committed to your rival school on campus. And let me say something. Uh, <clears throat> the pregame atmosphere was as good as I've seen it at Auburn. There was a lot of excitement. The crowd was loud. It was fantastic. You're building up to kick off. You know, Auburn kicks off, holds them on four downs at ter- uh, in the mid- at midfield, gets the ball, drives for a field goal, and you're thinking, wow. You know, this this might be good. And that was about it. Um, Penn State scored when they wanted to. Auburn couldn't um, do much on offense. And before you knew it, by the early early in the third quarter, it was over. And 
you know, Keith, what do you think a game like that? And it ended up being 41 to 12. It was, it was embarrassing. It really was. Um, what do you think a game like that does for recruiting when you've got so much build up to this, you know, this uh, three and a half hour segment of Saturday and then you just really crap the bed? Well, I would say normally it, it would sting you just a little because again, everything was great except for the, the game, right? I mean, everything else was fantastic. So under normal circumstances, I would say, you know, second year staff still, you know, still trying to get things going. Um at least they showed, at least the Auburn family showed that this is the atmosphere that they can create there. That this is what you could play in, this type of game, this type of energy. Uh, and a lot of recruits said they hadn't seen anything like that before. But the problem is that what comes with this loss, and it's going to be more and more negative chatter about the staff, mm-hmm. more and more negative recruiting about the staff's stability. This is uh, – and, and you know, how stable are things right now? We don't know the answer to that, but perception right. is reality. And if it's perceived that they're under the gun right now, then that is sometimes all a recruit and their families need to know. So it is, it's crushing in that regard. Everything else was great. I mean, credit to the staff for getting guys there. Look, there weren't a lot of great games across the South, but you still got to get guys there. It's still very easy for a kid sure. to just say, screw it. I'm going to sit in bed all day or hang out with my friends. Uh, so, Unbelievable job by the staff getting people there, the recruiting staff, the the coaches, whoever worked on that did an amazing job. But then when you go out and you kind of lay an egg like that on the field, again, it's just like I'm getting repetitive here, but it really, again, if it was just a one-game thing, you say, okay, you can recover Mm -hmm. from that, the one-game thing. Auburn's 1983 team that should have won the national title, I believe, got skunked pretty good at home by Texas, Mm -hmm. okay? But Pat Dye wasn't under the gun. His staff wasn't – wasn't uh, being negative recruited uh, to the sense uh, to the point where people would say, "Hey, these guys might not be around." But that's what's happened right now. That's what's happened all off season. Uh, that's what's happened, uh, you know, leading up to the season. And you know, and Auburn didn't play great the first two weeks, and and so maybe we right. should have seen this coming. But again, now it's what everything they're going to have to deal with, Jeff. Now every kid you really like is going to want to know because other schools are going to be hammered into them. You know. One more loss, two more losses. Who knows what's going to happen to these guys? That's where the major impact is. And you know, I think a lot of recruits, when we talked to them after the game, it was, you know, this is just one game. One, one game is not going to define my recruitment or anything like that. But like you said, Keith, was the writing on the wall the past two weeks? I, I think – and I said last week on a couple of shows, you, you hope Auburn was being vanilla because if they weren't, if they weren't being basic with Mercer, if they weren't being vanilla – with San Jose State, and that was their best, you're in trouble. So you hoped Auburn hadn't shown much. And then you get out there against Penn State, and you, you realize that, that, was, that that's what you got right now. Well, um, well, Jeffrey, you know, the thing about being vanilla is if you have better players, it still comes down to blocking and tackling, right? And even being vanilla – you should overwhelm inferior opponents. Sure. I mean, I think sometimes we, and we're all guilty of it, me, you, uh, me as much as anybody, of maybe giving coaches too much credit in terms of wins and losses with play calling and that stuff. I mean, you got guys. It's, it's you know, most of the coaches, great coaches will say, hey, it's Jimmy's and Joe's, right, more than X's and O's. But anyway, yeah, that was concerning. And um, and you're right, It's it's now – now what do you do if you're this staff? You got to, in terms of recruiting, you've got to now convince kids more than ever that you're going to be around. But you also to convince them, it's going to take more than words. 
uh, in journalism, we have a phrase, show, don't tell. In other words, don't tell me the team looked good. Show me how they looked good. And so these guys have to show that they've turned it around. They've been telling everybody they had things going in the right direction, but they got to show it, and they haven't shown it. And so that's hurting right now. There's no question. I think the biggest – I think it hurt Auburn the most with your elite recruits, with your five-star Quay Russell, your five-star James Smith, uh, Kelton Smith, and um, Darren Reed, both guys Auburn has been making, both from Carver, Columbus, both Auburn have been making a push for both of those guys, elected not to say anything. James Smith and Quay Russell, I thought, were about as PR, politically PR, PC as you can get. They were like, well, James said, you know, I could come in here and make a difference. But shortly before that, it was like I expected more. And remember, these are the guys, these are the two guys who said, I think, Keith, you asked the question back in the summer, what's it going to take for Auburn to really become a legitimate, you know, option for you? And he he said, beat Bama. And when you can't beat Penn State at home in that environment and you can't even keep it close, it's hard to imagine this team being able to compete with Alabama and Tuscaloosa. So I, for me, Keith, you know, my hot board percentages for both of those guys, I think I had them at 35%. We'll, we'll go down significantly. And th- those are the guys, in my opinion, you've got to win. I told, I said last week, you know, the, the atmosphere and the crowd and all of that sells Auburn. The product on the field sells those coaching staff. And you were one for two this past Saturday. And the reason Auburn had had such a small class up to that point is because the the, uh, the 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 doubt and the stability of this uh, the staff and that Saturday did nothing. I mean, imagine how many, if you're negative recruiting against Auburn right now, Saturday night you're shooting text to all those kids that were there saying, "Told you so." Well, yeah. Here's one of the things, Jeffrey. They a lot of these kids, the elite guys. There's a couple approaches you could say. Hey, you could turn. You could be the guy to help turn this sure. around. Or you're going to be part of a great class that's going to win a lot of games and championships. And this isn't basketball. And with all due respect, where you know two or three guys can get you to the Final Four, can change things. Two or three guys in football ain't enough. And some of those guys know that. And they, they want to be part of elite classes. They don't necessarily want to be just two or three guys getting their brains beaten out there. And so – that's why we've seen a lot of these super classes are one of the reasons we've seen a lot of these super classes in recent years where there's just, you know, four or five, five stars in the same recruiting class. They want to play with other quote unquote dogs. They want to get better in practice. They also don't want to play in lower tier bowl games, you know? And so there's a lot to look, it's not over. Okay. It, it was, it was at the end of the day, simply one game. However, it's going to be used against Auburn. And we know that. And a lot of these kids know that too. They wanted to see more. They wanted to see improvement. Now, again, Auburn could come out the next few weeks and show that improvement. Uh, you win the next two and you go to Georgia and you, uh, if you can put up a fight against Georgia, well, then that shows that you may be headed in the right direction. Uh, but again, this was their one chance, really. The first two games didn't count. Right. This was their one chance. And now you're looking at that Auburn hasn't beaten a power five opponent since what Ole Miss of last year. It's been a while. And yeah, so, October of last year. Yeah, and it's it's great that you played well against Alabama, but you didn't win. At the end of the day, right. you remember the winners and losers. You don't you remember who won and lost. You don't remember whether, hey, that was a an almost yeah. This isn't moral victory. You, this is Auburn. You right. 
And so, you know, the kids wanted to see more, but again, again, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to throw dirt on anything yet. We're not, we're not there, but it, it certainly wasn't what you would, what you had hoped if you're an Auburn right. supporter. Let's no say. way around it. Right. No yeah, way to sugarcoat yeah. that. I mean, but, but again, I mean, you know, again, my question, and again, we're, we're this is a recruiting show, not a team show, but I, I just wonder if Auburn's got the dudes on the roster. And that's always been my question. I Which takes you to recruiting Keith. It does. It does. And, and you know, they've got to be able to hey, – it's a catch-22, Jeffrey, because, you know, you want to tell these guys, hey, look, we can change things around with you. Right. We can turn things around with you. We need you. If we only on had you. Hand, yeah, on the other hand, how many freshmen and JUCO guys do you want starting next year? Because then then that's hard to, to, to do as well. So it's um, – you know, I, I don't know. It's uh, – it's – it's tricky right now. They're in a they're in a precarious situation. They need to go out and they need to look good these next week. Simple as that. Well, you know, the, the hangover Sunday was a little bit alleviated by the by the commitment of Jamarian Harkless. We you know, the Kentucky defensive tackle who came for an official visit the week before for the San Jose State game. You know, uh, he committed to Auburn on Sunday. We talked to Janoris Wilson after his official visit Sunday afternoon. He sh- he could commit. I expect him, and I think you do too, Keithy. I think you've had him in there for a long time coming to Auburn. But I expect him to finally come out this week, maybe even today, uh, or at least over the next couple of days. So you, you're looking at getting two commitments. The only issue there is who you're beating these, who you're beating out for these guys. And don't get me wrong, these guys might be – you know, I, I don't know how good they are. Uh, I can only look at who you're beating out. Jamarian Harkless was an Illinois commitment. He went to uh, Ole Miss the week before. I do know that the guy's 330 and he ran a 489 or something like that at a camp. So he can move. There. He, he's got some some measurables and um, he at least has some some SEC West offers. And then Janoris Wilson, I think you're, I think he told me, was it North Carolina, Keith? North Carolina, correct. That's the yeah. main threat. So you're you're beating out a mid-level ACC team for him. You're beating out a mid-level SEC team for Harkless. Still, though, these guys want to be part of the program. That's right. That's right. Right on. I mean, that's that's those are kind of the dude. You're going to need those dudes, but also Keith, you're going to need those four and five star guys to compete with four and five star guys. It's just how it goes. You're yeah, going to have to. Yeah, sort of a double-edged sword. I mean, you know, you want to fight for the best guys. The elite guys, but you can't sit around and not take other players. Right. Hey, absolutely. Otherwise, because of what Auburn's gone through, losing season last year, new staff, uh, COVID year, you know, a lot of excuses. But that just the term excuse has a negative connotation. Some some excuses are pretty legit. The the, the COVID situation, not being able to go on the road last year, was a significant uh, blow to the Auburn recruiter sure. uh, to, to Auburn's recruiting. Then you didn't finish the season strong. Then you had the failed coup attempt earlier this year. So all those things led to where we're at right now. But, you know, the reality of it, Jeff, is that you've got nine commitments, and, I, and I'm sure the staff likes these guys, but nine commitments, and I would say of the nine, eight, eight of them, Auburn was by far their best option. Okay? And that's okay. That, that Look, but it is what it is. It doesn't mean right. these guys can't play, but we're not seeing right now Auburn beating out the school's that we were used to seeing them beat out for guys. That they need to beat yes. out. Yes. Are they beating out the Miamis and the, the Georgias and Alabamas and LSUs for, for anybody right now? And, Florida and, State. They have, and they haven't been. Now, I would say the one guy, well, there were two until last week. Carmelo English was one, but he has since decommitted the four-star receiver. But Jeremiah Cobb, obviously, you, you, you went head-to-head with Clemson and you beat him. Sure. Great win. And that doesn't mean these other guys aren't, aren't, aren't very good players. They obviously are. But – 
to, to really turn things around. And again, to one thing that helps staff stability is great recruiting. So even though you're fighting against that negative chatter out there, you still have to go out and do get guys. Let's put it this way, Jeffrey. If Auburn had a top 15 class right now, yeah. there'd be a lot less negative chatter. So it's kind of, there's a little chicken and egg thing there. And there's also a little bit of you could stop one by doing the other. Say, hey, look, maybe we're only going to go five and seven or six and six this year. But have you seen this recruiting class? Right. And, and we're not at that point yet. Now, it's not too late. OK, uh, it's not too late, but it's, you know, it's it, it, it's becoming obvious that this is a tough situation. I think that's being nice. I think you I think you at least have to go into Athens. I, I don't think you can. I think you have to beat Missouri. I think you have to beat LSU. And then go into Athens and, and, and at least look competent. Well, the other thing, Jeffrey, wouldn't it be nice if Auburn could have got a couple of big-name guys on board? Like, even if you get guys now, when are you going to get them? December. Okay, well, that's a nice little boost in December. But if you get them in July or August, easier said than done. I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm just saying, I'm just taking a look at the overall picture. If you sure. can get these guys in June or July, you can build a class around them. You can add to them. If they're late, it's hard to tell other kids, hey, come and play with these guys because you don't have them yet. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a, look, they're slowly but surely putting together a class here. And, and we knew it was going to be difficult. I'm not sure we knew it was going to be this difficult, though. You know, I just, where are the big wins at? Where are the, where are the big wins that make you feel good about recruiting right now? And, and you know, and, I, and look, it's, you know, we're trying to be fair to these guys too, because like we've pointed out, they have many, They've had many, many hurdles. There may not have been an Auburn staff that has faced this many hurdles. So you have to respect that. On the other hand, we, Jeffrey, you've covered Auburn for <laughs> longer than I have. But this is season 10 for me. There's not a lot of patience out there. No, that's the problem. And you said it best, man. It, to buy yourself some time, you need a good recruiting class. You need a good recruiting class to show, hey, man, this is what we've got. If Auburn had 16 commitments right now and was ranked number 12 or 16 in the country with a, with a class, you at least seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. And I, and just like you said, Keith, is it the chicken or the egg? Now you're going, oh, we've only got eight or nine commitments. and But, but that's because of, of, of this and that and this and that. Can they make a splash in the next few weeks? On the field and off the field, can they can they convince one a Darren Reed to flip from LSU? Right. Can they convince a Bo Hughley? And by the way, that was maybe close this summer with some of those big guys. Sure, you know what I mean. We think we think now. We also Bo Hughley's the four star offensive tackle committed to Georgia. We also know that Georgia feels as good as Auburn felt about flipping him. Georgia felt equally good about keeping him. So we don't know who was getting the true, <laughs> the true, sure. the, the, the the honest words there, but. You know, could something happen in the next few weeks that could rally the troops and galvanize everybody? Let's hope so. Uh, it's always possible in this NIL world as, as sure. well. So, you know, could it happen? Uh, and that, you know, something like that can give these coaches a boost because um, they need it. Let's be honest. Well, imagine being an offensive lineman watching that game Saturday. Yeah. If you wanted to start in the SEC, but, you know, like you, you said a couple of times, do you, do you really want true freshmen? Starting well, and yeah. offensive linemen know. I mean, hey, if I'm starting, like some of them, Janoris Wilson says, Hey, I'll be ready, I can start in year one. But most of those offensive linemen that we talk to, they say, Hey, I'll play when I'm ready, okay? right? <clears throat> so, 
it's again another catch 22 you know you're selling playing time but boy you don't want too many true freshmen out there i think they've got to absolutely work the portal like magic next offseason you know regardless of who's coaching at auburn oh, oh no no the yeah. roster has got to be uh up, upgraded yep and especially along the lines of scrimmage well we're, we're at 20 minutes jeffrey oh hey don't, don't throw the flag just yet. I wasted, folks. I wasted twenty seconds on mute to start the show. So that's that all right. That's all right. Well, please add a twenty seconds back to the clock. Well, we, we we've got plenty of opportunities this week. We're going to do our best to uh, to cover what the uh, if there's any fallout. Um, we do expect another commitment. I think I don't think it's any uh, secret. George Wilson's going to be announcing soon. He actually said that Sunday. So keep an eye out for that. <clears throat> we'll be back tomorrow night with the call-in show. Keith and I will be back on Wednesday for Inside the 20. We'll start previewing Missouri, which, believe it or not, has got some cats coming to this game. Uh, IMG is going to be in town later this week to play Central Phoenix City. They're going to be on Auburn's campus. So a lot of guys, uh, Gabe Harris, I believe, is one of those guys going to be in, uh, in Auburn. So a lot going on this week, 11 a.m. kickoff for Missouri. Uh, but we'll, we'll give everybody a, a, a better look at that on Wednesdays inside the 20 minute. Appreciate everybody sticking with us, listening to us. We appreciate all the subscribers. If you're not a subscriber to Auburn Live on three, please go give us a look. Free week right now. Get signed up Auburn Live on three. Also hit that like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. I don't know what it does, but it helps us. So please do that. Appreciate everybody's support, man. For Keith, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Please stay out of the left lane.